Hey, this is Life Coach David. Thanks for listening to the Law of Attraction podcast. And I just got a 10,000 badge from Podbean because I've had over 10,000 downloads of this podcast. And I'm so happy about that because I really am doing this to help people understand the Law of Attraction so they can live their life from a Law of Attraction point of view. Because once you do that, your life just gets better, you feel happier, you're higher, higher, higher vibration, which is another way of saying feeling happier and happier. And it's just so important because the law of attraction is responding to all of us all the time. So it really behooves us to fully understand it and work with it every day so we can keep it working in our favor. And if you want to find out more about me and my coaching you can go to lifecoachdavid.com. I've also written a few books about law of attraction. One is called Vibratize Your Life, which teaches you how to make everyday things into vibration-raising things. And the other one is called Magnetize Your Life. And there's other exercises in there that also help you attract what you want. And I hope that you're doing what you can to keep yourself at a high vibration. You know, even during this crazy time in history, things are so different now. You know, it's up to you to stay hopeful, to have that positive expectation, to be excited about what's coming, even if you don't know what that is. That's all up to you. And today we're going to continue reading and discussing money and the law of attraction, learning to attract wealth, health, and happiness. And if you've been listening to previous podcasts about this book, then you know it's about way more than just attracting money. And this next section is called Perspectives of Health, Weight, and Mind. And this first section is called, I Want to Enjoy a Healthy Body. Bringing your physical body into alignment is a tremendously valuable thing to do for two reasons. First, there is no subject that people think more about than their own body. And that is logical since you take it with you everywhere you go. Second, since every perspective or thought that you have flows through the lens of your physical body, your attitude on virtually every subject is influenced by the way you feel about your physical body. Because science and medicine have been slow to acknowledge the connection between mind and body, between thoughts and outcomes, and between attitudes and results, most people are reeling in a plethora of contradictory guidance relative to their bodies. Whenever the basis of an understanding is flawed, no amount of patching it with methods, potions, or remedies can bring consistently provable results. And because the alignment of energies for each individual varies because of such a variety of factors in beliefs, desires, expectations, and early and current influences, it is little wonder that remedies that work every time are non-existent. And it is no wonder that most are truly confused about their physical bodies. When you attempt to gather and process information about what is happening with other people's bodies, instead of utilizing your own emotional guidance system to understand your current alignment or misalignment of energy, it is tantamount to using a roadmap from a different country to plan your route in your own country. 
That information simply has no bearing on you and where you are right now. You have been given so much information that is contradictory to that which we know to be and to the laws of the universe that we are extremely happy to talk to you about you and your body relative to the greater picture. We want to assist you in finding a clear understanding of how to be a healthy being who is physically fit, who looks as you want to look, whole in terms of mind and spirit and body. And when you use your mind to deliberately focus your thoughts to align with the thoughts of your inner being or spirit, your physical body will be the manifestational evidence of that alignment. And that's the end of that section. So the question there, of course, is, well, how do we focus? How do we think so that we do align with our inner being so that we can manifest the body we want? And I'm guessing that's what the next sections are going to be about. And the next little section is called, I want to balance my desires and experiences. It is not possible to bring your physical body to a state of perfect health by only thinking about the physical aspects of your being and then offering action regarding your physical body. Without an understanding of the connection between the physical you and the non-physical vibrational inner you, there can be no consistent understanding or control. In other words, while it may feel to you that the path to a good feeling good-looking body will be a result of your behavior in terms of food intake and activity, it is really much more about your vibrational alignment between the physical and non-physical aspects of your being. Once you accept the totality of your being and you make that vibrational alignment your top priority, you are well on your way to achieving and maintaining your desired physical body. But if you use conditions of others, experiences of others, and opinions of others as you gauge for your wellness, you will not be able to control the condition of your own physical body. In other words, as you strive for a physical standard based on comparison with the experiences of others, rather than striving for your personal alignment between you and you, you will never discover the key to control over your own body. And that's the end of that section. And that's pretty powerful. So as of now, basically they're saying, regardless of how you eat or how much you exercise, if you don't have that connection, that alignment between you and you, which means you and your inner being, then you won't discover the control over your own body. So I'm excited to continue on to find out how to do that. And the next little section is called, I needn't compare my own body to others. We would like to assist you in understanding that there is not one state of being that is the correct one, or even the most wanted one. For there are a great many varieties of states of physical bodies that have been intended by you as you emerged into this physical body. If it had been your intent to all be the same, more of you would be the same, but you are not. You come forth with all sorts of varieties of size and shape and flexibility and dexterity. Some are stronger and others are more agile. You come with a great variety, adding all sorts of differences that are of tremendous advantage to the whole. You came forth in your great variety to add balance to this time and place. And so we would like to encourage you 
rather than looking at yourselves and acknowledging that you are lacking in this or in that characteristic, as most of you do, we would like to assist you in looking towards the advantages of that which you are. In other words, as you are assessing or analyzing your physical body, spend a greater part of your time looking for the advantages that it offers, not just to you, but to the balance of all that is. And that's the end of that section. And you know what? Even hearing that, <laughs> I'd rather be the one that's in perfect shape, you know? I'm always the one that has to go to the gym, that has to be on a diet. And then I look at some other people and I'm like, wow, look how perfect shape that person is. I bet there's someone that just has that natural high metabolism so they can eat whatever they want and they're always thin. <laughs> I'd rather be that. Anyway, it goes on where there's going to be, looks like a question and answer period between Jerry and Abraham. And for those of you who don't know, Abraham is who Esther is channeling to write this book. And if you're not familiar with that, you can search Esther Hicks on the internet and you can read all about her story. It's very interesting. So here we go with this dialogue. Jerry asks, I recall that when I used to work out on a trapeze with the circus, I was too heavy to be what they called a flyer, and I was too light to be what they called a catcher. So the trapeze wasn't my place to be comfortable unless we got to a heavier catcher or a lighter flyer, so to speak. So I was still an aerialist, but I performed what was called an aerial bar act, where nobody had to catch me and I didn't have to catch anyone. But I didn't see myself lacking because I didn't think I should have been bigger or smaller. I just found something I liked to do that still gave me the same general feeling of performing as an aerialist. And Abraham responds, good, that's excellent. And then Jerry asks, so couldn't we look at our weight then and our state of mental ability or talent in the same way? Could each of us see ourselves as perfect? And Abraham responds, we are not necessarily encouraging you to look at whatever your current state is and proclaim it as perfect because you will always be striving for something that is just beyond what is. But finding aspects of your current experience that feel good when you focus upon them will cause you to align with the perspective of your inner being who was always focused upon your well-being. We encourage you to feel for the agreement between your thoughts about your body and your inner being's thoughts about your body, rather than trying to get the conditions of your body to agree with the conditions of other bodies that you see around you. And that's the end of that little section. So it seems like we all have to get more into alignment with what our inner being thinks about our body and not compare our bodies to everyone else's and striving for this unknown perfect look that we're all trying to strive for so let's continue because hopefully it'll even be clearer as we go on so abraham says as you are understanding that you are creating through your thoughts rather than through your action you will accomplish many more of your desires with far less effort and in the absence of struggle you will have much more fun you are offering thought in every waking moment, and so achieving a propensity to positive, good-feeling thoughts will serve you extremely well. You were born into a society that began warning you against unwanted things as soon as you arrived, and over time, 
Most of you have taken on a guarded stance. You have a war against drugs and a war against AIDS and a war against cancer. Most of you really believe that the way you get to what you do want is to defeat what you do not want. And so you give so much of your attention towards pushing away from you what you do not want where if you could see the law of attraction as we see it, if you could accept yourselves as the attractors by virtue of the thought that you are holding, you would understand what a backward approach most of you are taking. As you say, I'm sick and I want not to be sick, so I'll beat this illness, I'll take this action and I'll defeat this illness, you are from your position of guardedness and defensiveness and negative emotion holding on to that illness. And that's the end of that section. And I think that is what most of us do. Instead of focusing on health, instead of focusing on feeling good, we still include the sickness in there. So let's continue, because hopefully there'll be more information on how to come about it from a law of attraction point of view. And this next little section is called, My Attention to Lack Attracts More Lack. Abraham says, every subject is really two subjects. There is a subject of what you are wanting, and there is the subject of its lack. Regarding your body, since every thought that you think is filtered through your perspective of this body, if this body does not feel the way you want it to feel, or look the way you want it to look, it is very natural that a large number of your thoughts a very imbalanced portion of your thoughts would be slanted toward the lack side of the equation rather than toward the truly desired side of the equation. From your place of lack, you will attract only more of that. And that is the reason most diets do not work. You are aware of your fat. You are aware of your body looking the way you do not want it to look. And so when it gets bad enough that you cannot stand it anymore, either from your own perspective or because others are scowling at you, then you say, I can't bear this negative place anymore. I'm going to go on a diet and I'm going to get rid of all of the stuff that I do not want. And yet, your attention is given to the stuff that you do not want. And so you hold it to you. The way to get to where you want to be is to give your full attention to what you do want not to give your attention to what you do not want. And that's the end of that section, and that is so true. I know for myself, when I've gone on diets, when I look in the mirror, and I always think I'm 10 pounds too heavy or whatever it is, I am focusing more on what I don't want. You know, and when you go to the gym, you always see people looking in the mirror, and they're like, oh, I'm not at my goal yet, even though they look great. It's so interesting that, especially when it comes to our bodies, most of us do focus on what we don't like about it. So we have to start flipping that, obviously, and start focusing on how we want to look and start focusing on what we are happy with. So once again, it's going back to our thoughts and a reminder of how powerful our thoughts are. Like, are we focusing on what we want? Are we focusing on what we want or are we focusing on the lack of what we want? And it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's money, how good we look, relationships. We've always got to remember to focus on what we want. And this next little section is called Planting Fear Seeds Does Grow More Fear. Jerry says, A dear friend, my mentor in business, volunteered to be a part of a medical study. 
He said that even though he was in brilliant health, he was willing to participate if it could be of value to others, because so many men his age in that area were dying from a certain disease. Well, it seemed like only a matter of weeks before we received a message from him that he had been diagnosed with that illness. And now he's no longer in physical form, but he didn't seem to have a fear of the disease. Did he create it in his body by merely focusing on it? And Abraham says, it was his attention to it. In other words, it was his intent to be of value for others. And so he allowed them to probe and poke and look. And in the probing and poking and looking, he received enough stimulation of thought from the others to make him aware of the possibility, not only the possibility, the probability. They planted within him the seed of probability, and then, with the probing and the poking and the looking, his body responded to that and then became the balance of his thought. It is a wonderful example that you have offered because that disease was not within him until the attention to the disease was within him. But once the attention to the disease was within him, then his body responded in kind. The potential for wellness or illness is always within you. The thoughts you choose determine which you experience and to what degree you experience it. And that's the end of that section. And it does show that what we're thinking about is what we're attracting. I mean, that poor guy was perfectly healthy until he volunteered for that study. And then he was so focused on it, he got the illness and then he died. Wow. So we've got to do our best to always keep our thoughts on perfect health, on feeling good, on enjoying life. And the next section is, must attention to illness attract illness? Jerry says, how much can we toy with these thoughts of illness? For instance, a person can watch on television and offer to come down for a free examination of some part of his body. And if the person says, Oh, well, I think I'll just go do that. I feel fine, but why not since it's free? What are the chances of that leading to what you're talking about? A stimulation of thought and eventually an unwanted result. And Abraham responds, nearly 100%. Because of the attention to illness in your society, your diseases are running rampant. With all of your medical technology, all of the tools, all of the discoveries, there are more people who are critically ill today than ever before. The prevalence of so much severe illness is predominantly because of your attention to illness. You said, how much can we toy with it? And we say, you are very particular about what you eat and what you wear and what you drive, and yet you are not particular about what you think. We would encourage you to be particular about what you think. Keep your thoughts on the side of the subject that is in harmony with your wanting. Think about wellness, not about lack of it. Think about being as you want to be rather than the lack of it. Your illnesses are not born and perpetuated only because of your negative attention to illness. Remember that illness stems from your feelings of vulnerability and guardedness. Train your thoughts on all subjects not only the subject of physical health, in the direction of what you desire. And through the improved emotional state that you accomplish, your physical well-being will then be assured. 
And the next section is my attention predominantly focused on well-being. Jerry asks, another dear friend of ours recently built a room onto her house so that her mother-in-law, whose health had really worsened, could come live with her. Her mother-in-law spoke almost constantly about how bad she felt, how bad her health was, how unhappy she was with life, and about the surgery and that surgery. Then our friend's mother, who was 85 years old, came out to visit for the holidays. She had never been in a hospital in her life before, but within a week of staying in that house with this other lady who was continually speaking of illness, her own health plummeted dramatically. She was hospitalized and then was placed in a nursing home. Could someone's health fail so dramatically as a result of only a few days of negative influence? And Abraham responds, The potential for illness or wellness lies within all of you at all times. And whatever you give your attention to begins to foster within you the manifestation of the essence of that thought. Thought is very powerful. While it's not necessary, most people who have lived to be 85 years of age have already been receiving substantial negative influence about their physical body. You are constantly bombarded with thoughts of failing health, a need to buy medical insurance, a need to buy burial insurance, a need to get your will in order to prepare for your death, and so on. So this woman did not receive her first negative influence about her physical well-being from the other woman in that house. However, since she was already teetering there, somewhat unstable about her own longevity, the intensity of the other woman's conversation and the responses she noticed that it extracted from the people who surrounded her did tip the balance of her thoughts enough that negative symptoms became immediately apparent. And then as she turned her attention toward her own negative symptoms in that intense environment, those symptoms increased even more rapidly. When someone comes into your experience who stimulates your thought so that your thought is predominantly upon illness rather than wellness, upon lack of well-being rather than upon well-being, where you are in a place where you are feeling vulnerable or defensive or even angry, then the cells of your body begin to respond to the balance of that thought. And yes, it is possible that in a matter of weeks or even days or even hours, this negative process could begin. Everything that you are living is as a result of the thoughts that you are thinking, and there is not an exception to that. And that's the end of that section. And that's a reminder to all of us, whether it's about health or finances or relationship, are we thinking about the lack of it, how hard it is, or are we thinking about how we're looking forward to having what we want, how wonderful it's going to be to have this or be that or do that. It's always a choice, and it seems to always go back to that. So even with health, even with health, and it's kind of scary because when you think about how many commercials on TV are all about medications and how unhealthy we are. That's kind of programming everybody to be unhealthy. So I've stopped watching a lot of TV because so much of it is negative. The commercials are negative. The news is negative because our thoughts are that powerful. So think about what you heard today in this podcast. Think how you can use it in your own life to improve the way you think. So you'll have improved health 
or you'll stay really healthy. So you'll have the body you want. It's all so powerful. Thanks again for listening. If you want to find out more about me and Law of Attraction Coaching, go to lifecoachdavid.com. And as I always like to say, choose to have a high vibration day.